Blog Talk Radio. Davina Shinsky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled The Human Side of Business, Using Your Personal Story in Marketing. And, for example, here's something and a way to say something, and then I'll give you my piece. Hi there, folks. I'm Alex, the founder of Hooper's Treats. And my business recently got covered in the Associated Press piece that was syndicated across dozens of news outlets. It led to quite a few sales and a few retail stores reaching out to me and a proud email from my dad after one of his friends sent him this article before I did. Now, That might give you the impression that I'm some sort of fascinating character whose life is downright newsworthy. As it turns out, though, I'm just a guy who just wanted to sell dog treats mixed on the Internet. Now, here's how I tell you what I do. My name's Davida Shinsky, and the name of my company is Career Performance Institute. And I'm a career and personal development strategy coach. I and entrepreneurs hire me to recession-proof their business so they don't lose income because they're intimidated by technology. They fear loss of income, and they don't know how to set smart goals. Or I can tell you that entrepreneurs who are interested in personal development and overcoming their limiting beliefs, hire me to help them to develop a positive attitude about themselves, also to overcome their limiting beliefs, because when what happens is that the people around us What we do is we begin to internalize the messages that they tell us, and when we do that, we begin to repeat those things to ourselves, and that becomes our mantra. And the only way to overcome that is to learn to accept yourself, flaws and all. So that hasn't stopped me from getting my name out there in the press. Because while I know that my life is pretty mundane, I also know that people love to hear tales of small business. They have all the elements of our favorite stories, a scrappy underdog and a harsh world, lots of setbacks that are eventually overcome and hard work and perseverance 
paying off. So rest assured that even if you're like me, just trying to make your business work one day at a time, you have a story to tell, a story that people really do want to hear, and that's powerful assets. You don't need to be the next big thing to get press. This is how you can create a press page and automate your PR process to get things moving. Now, it is important to understand just how your story works and just how it can help you. Now, before I go into that, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about a program that I have been involved with because there's four stages that you need to use in order to, to make your story work. And here's the thing, that when you are trying to help someone or you want them to know who you are because it's all about building those relationships, you need to have that opening heart story. And what that story does is it connects you with your audience and connects you to the customer. The customer is the journey that understands their or rather, what you're doing is when you're telling them your story, they're getting to build a relationship with you because they see just how much you are like them and just how much you understand their pain. And then you move into the, into the content where you're teaching or helping your audience on selling them a solution that can move them from point A to point B. And why is that so important? Because once they understand that you know exactly what their problem is, then as you can tell them what problem you solved and how you solved it, then what happens? You've actually given them a solution that can help them, and they're more willing to pay for it. And then you move into or you show them how you can help them find the solution that, that you have called, your, called upon yourself. Then you move into where you tell them to take action. Once they have realized and seen where you can really help them, when you take it into the, the next stage where you actually hold their hand, and tell them what to do, then they're more likely to take the next step. And then in your closing story, it's, it's more about connecting the ending to the front and to the story that you told them to begin with, because every decision someone makes is based on emotion. So 50% of the customers 50% just might see it as money, and 50% see it as impact. So it reminds people of our why, which reminds of an offer and it, that they need to have. And then you use it. And the thing is, because of technology, you, you, can, you can actually connect with people on 
social media to help them. So let's talk about why your story is an asset. We live and work in an increasingly crowded world where new competition is cropping up every day and millions of businesses are vying for consumers' attention. It's incredibly difficult to stand out, particularly when you're competing against huge companies that have not only the advantage of well-known brands, but also the resources to advertise their products constantly. The upside, though, is that more and more people are turning their attention away from names and towards smaller companies. As consumers, we no longer just want a good deal and a recognizable logo. We want to know who makes our products, how they make them, and how they treat their employees. We want to support companies that have a, re a mission that we agree with, and that was stated by people with a real passion, not just those who saw the opportunity to make a buck. Now, what's happening is every business needs an online presence today, even if you're a brick and mortar store. And many, many stores that are in the little strip malls that depend on foot traffic, even they are closing their doors and actually just putting up an online store because it's far less time and it's far less expense that all they have to do is worry about the drop shipping to get the customer products in their hands. And today, if you want to start a business online, all you have to do is go through companies like Alibaba or any company that's, that's a dropship company that you can align with. And all you do is take and put those pictures on the website and you give them options on different sizes, on different colors, and they pick what they want, and then all you have to do is they t is take the order and then pay your drop shipper what their fee is, and then set it up so that your customer will know it will take time to get the product, but they are getting it from you because they have built up a relationship with you, and it means that they will also come back and buy from you again. The upside, though, is that more and more people are turning their attention away from big names and towards smaller companies. That's why your story is so valuable. It gives people a reason to connect with your business, and it gives your products a try. Even though you're not a name they're familiar with, and beyond being a way to drum up business, it's also a way to find the customers who won't just be one-time buyers, but rather advocates for a brand that they really 
relate to. As the owner of a business that sells products to dog owners, I'm dealing with the extremely passionate customer base. I would know I'm one of them. I put sunglasses on my dog. And if that helps you understand me a little better, there are a whole lot of dog owners out there who will find my products appealing for the exact same reason that I made them. The alternatives have very questionable ingredients. Ours, on the other hand, are all natural and free of added sugar, salt, preservatives, color, or flavor. That's why telling my story is such an asset. The people who buy from me are the kind of people who read the label on their dog treats. So when they understand that this all started because I read my competitors' labels and didn't like what I saw, they can relate when they realize that I decided to do something about it by making a better treat mix they love particularly, and they love it. Of course, none of this is to say that a great story is a substitute for any of the critical pieces of a successful business, like a good product, strong marketing, and great customer service. But it's a powerful tool that might lead the customers coming back again and again. Now, here's the thing. Because I grew up with a disability, I didn't have the same mobility that everyone else had to go out and connect with the corporations to sell assessment profiles and train the trainer programs. But I knew I could do exactly the same thing. So I was an earlier adapter to technology. And I found a platform that I use where it's not where I just put my stuff, my website, and I have to, to go out and pay for the autoresponder, and I have to pay for the sales funnels, and I have to pay to get a magazine app. All of that is included in the platform that I use. And they also set it up as an affiliate program where I can also market it to other people and as, as so that they don't have to go out and advertise as much as it's word of mouth advertising. So what happens is I can either set myself up as an agency where I build websites for other people and do their marketing for them with the sales funnels, or I can bring them in as, as an affiliate and let them do the same as I'm doing and learn the technology and be there to help them to understand how to incorporate it into growing their business. So that's how the story works to help connect me with those people who are taking their business online. While you may think that your story isn't particularly interesting, I'll just be blunt here and say, you're wrong. 
you live your own life day in and day out. So you know that it's mostly mundane. The reality is that all good stories are curated, and yours should be too. Take the highlights, the parts of people that can relate to, and I promise you've got something meaningful to tell you. Now, here's the other part of my story, that because I grew up with a disability at a time when there were no laws that guarantee people with disabilities the right to an education, and I entered the workforce 12 years before the Americans with Disabilities Act became law, I didn't have the opportunity to gain a job and build financial security, and I knew I had something to give. And so I started my own business. And, and the first thing I had to do, knowing that my background was in mental health and psychology and using assessment profiles, I found a company that had profiles that corporations would use. And then I would talk to and connect with different corporations. Now, also, it was the time of the success seminars where people who were speakers would, would associate with corporations or associations for their conventions. And today, because of technology and because the pandemic accelerated the trend that was already happening, everything is moving online. And it has made it an equal playing field for people with disabilities in the workplace. That's why the other part of my business is working with people with disabilities to help them to learn the skills needed to become an entrepreneur and build a successful business. Highlight your scrappiness. Let's start with entrepreneurship. If you've started a company, you've done something that the vast majority of people in the world never will. And it's something genuinely admirable. There's a reason that the one thing politicians on both sides of the aisle seem to be able to agree on is that we should support small businesses. People look up to those who are willing to leave the comfort of the traditional job behind and start something new. So start with that and build your and build from there. Why do you start your business? When inspired you? I'm like a lot of entrepreneurs. I encountered a problem in my life. I solved it for myself. And then I realized that the other people would probably like that solution too. That when I found that I did not have an opportunity to work in the world, my solution was to start my own business. Now, it takes a certain particular mindset, and I have a course that's called the Entrepreneur Mindset Masterclass. And in this class, it works with, we work with you to help you understand exactly how that mindset is 
and how to take that mindset and incorporate it into beginning to set goals and believe in yourself and believe in your ability to succeed. Because that once your mindset is right, then it makes the rest of it far easier. And then build from there. Why did you start your business? What inspired you? I'm like a lot of entrepreneurs. Take a look at why Americans aren't starting businesses and pick the right details. Next, go through the details that help people put themselves in their shoes or in your shoes, meaning they understand your problem, they found a solution that worked, and they're able to and you're able to connect with them because you know that that problem is your problem and it can help you too. So where were you when you got the idea for your company? What pushed you over the edge from having an idea to actually starting to do the work? What was the first thing that you did? What did you decide to leave your job or whatever you were doing before and work online for your company full-time? Now, before I go any further, what I also want to say is that trends have totally changed because how people start a business, how they even build a business today has, has changed to the point that what you're finding is that companies are no longer expanding office space, but they are taking the, the, the personal computer and the phone and they're giving it to their, their employees to work from home. And during the pandemic, Work was still being going on in many industries because they could work from home. I'm currently living a story that most e-commerce entrepreneurs have lived. My business is growing pretty quickly, but I don't have a warehouse yet. That means I have a whole lot of boxes of freeze-dried meat, egg powder, whole wheat flour, other ingredients in my living room. My wife has the patience of a saint, but I'm very much straining it because she also likes a clean house. That sort of conflict is pretty low stakes, but it's the kind of thing that people can relate to. Use that as your advantage. Ditch your rose-colored glasses. Make sure to share the bad parts of your journey, too. The article I was recently featured in talked about how I started Cooper's Treats after the pandemic shut down my previous business, which caused me to lose a pretty serious sum of money. In fact, I had someone come here and assemble my new desk for me. And what happened was he was selling pharmaceuticals. 
And when that business shut down, he was at home, and so he started doing repairs. Then his neighbors started asking him to come in and do things for them. And so then what he did was he went on to Angie's List and Home Advisor, and they would refer business to him so that he had built it up into a lucrative income. So our tendency is to hide the bad things in our lives and post the good on Facebook. Fight the instinct. Stories without obstacles and challenges are boring. Stories in which the protagonist struggles are compelling. They get people rooting for the hero and people who are rooting for you are going to want to support your business. Talk about the how that you failed or almost failed or broke down crying because of stress. Talk about being rejected over and over. Talk about how the uncertainty put the strain in your relationship. These are all things that people can understand, whether you're in, in entrepreneurs or not. And they're things that will put them squarely in your corner. If you need help in crafting your narrative, listen to How I Built This. It's an amazing podcast with fantastic guests that have built wildly successful businesses. It, it really gives you a feel for what makes a story compelling. And it might just inspire you to get or uh, to start a business also. So where to use your story. Writing your story is part one. But you also need to put it out into the world. So let's talk about how to do that. For one thing, PR, pitching your story to a writer can be incredibly intimidating. For starters, it can feel very self-serving when you're trying to get them to do something that benefits you. But remember, journalists are paid to tell stories. And if you bring them a good one, it benefits them too. Your website. Make your story available to people who want to know more about your company. <clears throat> I give the basics of why I started Compass Treats on our mission page, which is linked straight from our main menu, because people are passionate about their dogs. And I know it's the kind of thing that they'll care about. So I want it to be easy to find. Also, advertise. I spent the last six months experimenting with Facebook ads to figure out what people re respond to. I've tried it all. Ads that give information about our products. Ads that offer discounts if you buy right now. Ads with 
weird cat to get your, to get your attention. Ads quoting customer review and anything else that I can throw at the wall. The one that worked the best, the story of why I started the company. I was sure that it'd be too long to work at a 250 words. It's very long for a Facebook ad. But it turns out that not only do people spend the time to read it, a whole lot of them click the link and immediately make a purchase. Once you know about your brand, it makes sense to advertise the features of your product. But if they have no idea what, who you are, starting with your stories can help them connect with you in a way that drives them to learn more about what you sell. And you're interesting. So what we're doing here, or how we're tell telling the story is for you to recognize. Now, you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com, and we can work with you to help take your business online and to the next level.